I tell you what, get ready. The fire of God's in the house. I feel the fire of an awesome God. And uh, you cannot live ordinary when you meet the power of God. I think some of us think life just goes on ordinary, but it should not be ordinary, okay? Today's Pentecost Sunday. Let's celebrate a little bit of what we're singing about. Like we're singing some great songs there. And uh, I just want to really challenge you that the songs we sing are not just something to fill in a gap. It's something that we're prophesying into our nation, like our national anthem that says we declare the blessing of God over this place in Jesus' name. You are very, very quiet. Spoken to church last week, they were a lot noisier than you. But they were Aussies and they are pretty noisy people. Even their birds are noisy. Jesse and I were hanging out in a nice hanging out in a nice park. We've got tuis and birds that like they tweet and they sing. They're beautiful. And then Jesse and I, he was trying to do a video, trying to get Kim on a FaceTime video, I think it was. And these I mean, not horrible, obviously, they're God's creation. But these black birds called crows. That are just, if you're an Aussie in the house today, we love you, okay? But your birds, man, alive, they squawk and they've got the most terrible sound. And you come back to New Zealand, I'm sitting outside yesterday and the beautiful tuis are singing and, the, and it's like a song, you know? Not like some kind of a horrible thing. And anyway, that's totally off the track. We're talking about Pentecost Sunday, all right? And it's an honor and a privilege to be here. But can I just say this to you? One of the greatest keys that you will ever have in unlocking the goodness of God in your life is a friend, okay? I want to just say that today. I want to say, who are you connected to? Who are you embracing in your world? Who's alongside you? Who's there to challenge you? Who's there to, to push you and move you a little bit? And that can be incredibly uncomfortable. Sometimes the circumstances of life itself, things we never asked for, things we never ever thought would happen to us, happen to us. And sometimes it's incredibly difficult to deal with. And I think sometimes we get trapped in the middle of our pain and trapped in the middle of our, 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 our nightmare, as it were, the story of our life that has pulled us down. And we've all had some of those. We've all been to the, to the, the valley, the bottom of the valley. And my Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of evil, I will fear, sorry, shadow of death, I will fear no evil because I know that you are with me, God. And the greatest thing you'll ever have. David wrote those words knowing that he had incredible friends alongside him, that, that God was with him and his friends. And sometimes your friends can upset you. Does anybody agree with that? Sometimes friends can be agitating. It's a little bit like I brought, I brought this today because I thought this would be quite a good little illustration on that. I've got to get this right, Christy told me. But... Uh, Look at this thing. I'm scared of it too. And uh, anyway, this is a knife. And, uh, and it's, it's not that sharp at the moment. But if you put it in here, Christy tells me. She's out in the kitchen right now getting some lunch ready. If you put it in here and you pull it through there a few times. Can you hear that? Did that come out? Do it one more time. That's sometimes the sound of a friend relationship. You've been in that? We are talking relationships supposedly this month, but here we are. Peter, we'll give it to you one more time. Be terrible if I cut the end of the mic off. 
Now, let me tell you, if you want to test that, that is sharp. That is sharp. And, uh, and uh, here's what the Bible says, all right? In Proverbs 27, verse 17, it says, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've never had a friend I agreed with all the time. Maybe some of you have. But mostly there's a little bit of, I don't want to do it again, but a bit of that. There's a bit of that, that kind of harshness, that, that stuff that's sort of difficult to get through. But can I say to you today that the very best thing in your life is often someone who will address where you're at in life and challenge you to go to the next level in your world? And I want to be as your pastor today, and I want to say, guys, for some of you here today, it's time to go to another level in God. I want to say it's time to get fired up again under the Holy Spirit. I want to say it's time to let him into your world to such a degree that he shifts your perspective. You see, we get tied up in the perspective of life, and we find it incredibly difficult. And Julia and I have been there several times. I know when I was paralyzed and in hospital, paralyzed from the neck down, where they said, that you would never walk again, where they said that things, even they said things like this, your bowels would never work correctly again, your heart won't beat correctly again. But here I am, a picture of health, and I think most of you would agree with that, standing before you today, and uh, because God's word is greater. And we need people in our lives that will challenge us and stir us to live bigger than what we are. And one of the greatest examples I can give you today is that people get locked down. And we can get locked down and you start to look around you and everything looks bad if you're not careful. Most of us don't need a change of circumstance. What we need is a change of perspective. And we need to put God where he is on the throne so that we can live in the victory that he won for us as we sung this morning at Calvary. And then he had Pentecost planned for us so that power could come on our lives and we live in victory. And I want to tell you today, I believe that I'm here today to stir up your faith. If it upsets you, that's good too. In fact, anything's good as long as you just don't feel comfortable, all right? But I want to stir you a little bit today to live bigger than what you are and to dream again with what God's put on the inside of your spirit so that you can accomplish what he purposely put you on the planet for. See, I think it's very easy to start to think that we're just here. In fact, especially in today's world, the day of selfies, the day of... Every kind of self picture. Some people put thousands of them up on Facebook. And we're here today in the day when it's all about us. And never has there been a time in history where it's been so much about us. They say now that if we had a, a, a war where people had to go, there wouldn't be the volunteerism that there was in the past because there's so much about us. And to defend a nation and to stand for righteousness and to stand for a cause that is greater than ourselves. And I want to stir you today to be standing for the greatest cause on the planet. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he came to set us free. And there are thousands. I don't know if you meet them, but I meet them. I don't know why it would be just me because I'm pretty sure you're the same as me. But I meet people all the time who are bound up and broken, who are desperate. They don't know where the next the next opportunity is in their world for peace and hope and love and we carry it on the inside of us I said we carry it on the inside of us and so how dare we who knows what person would not find victory would not be unshackled 
would not come into their purpose and their plan in life if you and I remain ordinary in the middle of the greatest day on the planet. And I believe it is a great day. It's a day of opportunity. I remember when, when and I promise you we'll get to some verses hopefully soon, but... Um, Oh, you better show that little video I've got, that video, video clip. I'm calling today uncontained. And I reckon some of you are about to get uncontained in Jesus' name, okay? I reckon get uncontained with God's glory on your life. Jordan, get ready to get under, uncontained. You world changer. You did the world changer course. That can't happen. And you can't just step out of there and live life like you used to uncontained. Let's play that clip, please. The way fleas jump is truly amazing. To the scale of a man, the jump of a flea would be higher than the Eiffel Tower with an acceleration 50 times greater than a space shuttle launcher pulling 140 Gs of gravity. Fighter pilots find it very difficult to pull more than six. Two, one, zero. Did you know that the flea, <laughs> the flea, they've done so, that's apparently in a scientific lab where they've done an experiment with fleas and you saw a bunch of them in that jar. Has anybody ever experienced fleas? Like, Yeah. There's a few here that have experienced fleas, okay? It's a frightening thing. They're the smallest thing in the world, but boy, they can mess up your world. <laughs> Honestly, they can mess up your whole world. They can... They can tamper with your driving habits. They can tamper with so many things. You can turn into a different person when fleas get on you, all right, depending on the quantity. There we see fleas. They have made a discovery with fleas that if you put them in a jar and you put a glass lid on that jar, and you heard they can jump in proportion to a man to the height of the Eiffel Tower. Their, their capacity to jump is unbelievable. It's incredible what they, and the speed with which they can do that. As he said, the G-forces involved in that. And it's the way God created them, and it's the way they're made, so they can jump from animal to animal or from human to human or whatever happens there. So be careful who you're sitting beside this morning. And... Uh, because they can jump quite away, and uh, maybe that's what social distancing is all about. But anyway, so the reality is, though, a flea, if you put the glass lid on, it will only ever jump as high as the lid. And then to save hurting itself, it will stop just short of the lid, and that will be the height of its jump. They have discovered that if after three days you remove the lid and take the lid away, then the flea will still continue to jump only at that height. It will not go where it could go, but it will be contained within the limits of what it considers or perceives to be there. I want to open your perception up this morning with the power of the Word of God so that you begin to jump higher than you've ever jumped before, that you go further than you've gone before, that you believe God's Word in your life more powerful than you ever did before, and that we unlock faith to a degree where it literally causes a stir in your spirit and we see the mighty works of God in our nation in this next season in Jesus' name. I'm talking about people getting saved. I'm talking about people getting set free. I'm talking about hope coming to you. Because there's no doubt about it, every one of us has experienced negativity. It's very easy to experience negativity, just walk through life. Someone's going to get negative around you, okay? And I've shared many stories of my encounter with the rock singer Pink, 
where I was hanging with negative people and had to move away from her, and it literally got my arm healed, okay? Just moving away. One of the last things when I was paralyzed, one of the last things that God restored was this arm. It wasn't working. They were saying, man, we're going to have to, we don't know what to do with your arm. It has no feeling, no sensation, and it was beginning to show signs of wither, but God's word intervened. And when God's word intervened, and most of it happened because of one woman on the front row here who walked into that hospital one day, Julia Grace walked in there and said, I'm sick of living with a man without faith, and I want you to get your faith back and get going with what God's got on your world. Hallelujah. That's a friend who would stir you out of some sort of doldrum that would cause you to be locked down in your circumstance. But she opened me up, and then she opened the Word of God, and it released me into the promises of His future for my life. God's got a future for every single person here. It's bigger than what you can see right now. They say that if you change your address, you can become a different person. They say stuff happens even by moving from the place where you are into a new place. And I want to say today that I believe there are people here right now that God wants to put an anointing on you that is an address in the Holy Spirit that begins to shift you into a place of faith and believing that God is for you. And when God's for you, who can be against you? And when God is with you, all things are possible. Well, okay, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it with all my... I remember when Julia and I, and we, we got born again, and radical, um, radical stuff happened in our life. I went to a meeting, and, uh, and uh, they were talking about the Holy Spirit. And they were talking about the book of Acts. And uh, it was that day that the, the speaker, i never forget him, a man by the name of Jack Jensen. I'll never, ever forget that day. I was just living my life, and however life went, that's how I was, that's where I was, and I was doing my thing as a builder, and having and pretty happy in it too. And he said in that meeting that there is power in the house today that's called the Holy Spirit, that if you allow him to come upon you in power, he will make you a different person. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, that day I got the Holy Spirit and fire and I walked out of there a radically changed person. Radically. Julia will tell you, my life was never the same again. When, we, when, when I drove home that night, I, I received whatever you may perceive or think of this. I received a gift called tongues, which is pretty normal in the Pentecostal realm that we speak in other tongues, and I think we sometimes get hooked up on the tongues more than the fire, to be honest with you, and I think it can be weird if you don't watch out, but I want to tell you, I got a gift in my spirit that night that unlocked an entire street, and I went home that night and drove up and down my street just speaking in this new language God had given me, and it's not by chance that in the next one year, most of the people in that street got born again. We had people came knocking on our door rat-a-tat-tat, and said, whatever it is you've got, I want. Incidentally, incidentally, that happens to me on a very regular basis. I can be sitting on an airplane, and the flight attendant will come to me and say, I don't know what it is about you, but whatever it is, I want it. I can be walking down the street as it was on uh, There You Are, and uh, Julia 
and Frankie. I was walking down the street the other day, and Julia was there with a friend of hers just walking up the street, and the friend said, who's that guy? Whatever he's got, I want what he's got. And uh, she didn't know me from a bar of soap. But I want to tell you right now, we've got stuff in our life that can change the world. Hello. Like, like we, when we got, our whole street eventually got saved, okay? And it was a miracle from heaven. And, and then we, I felt the call of God to go to a little island called Tonga. We had a missionary guy speaking. He said, you need to go and take this power that's on your life. Man, I was only just, I hadn't been to Bible college, hadn't, been to, hadn't learned how theology works. All I knew was the power of the Word of God and the release of His victory in your world. And we went to Tonga. People said, you're mad, you're nuts going to Tonga. That's going to be the end of your life. What do you think Tonga's got for you? There's no opportunities in Tonga. But we went there on a mission trip to change a nation, to instigate change in a nation. And unbelievable stuff happens. When you've got the power of God on you, he'll open opportunities for you that you never, ever heard of. God will make a way where there is no way. And you've just got to keep believing. It's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But let's be a crowd that are not the crowd that are turned off because not easy. But let's be a people who will press, press through. Let's be a people that are unstoppable in Jesus' name, that are uncontained, that the lid's been removed and we're jumping out and we're going for God. Let's be those people. So we went to Tonga, and, and everybody had told us, and sure enough, if you listen to enough of the bad stuff, it will happen. Next thing, Elena, don't know whether Elena, my daughter, uh, got meningitis, and uh, we finally found, and it looked really bad, we found a doctor on the island. He said, well, she, sorry, she, German doctor, probably one of the only real key people in the medical field on that island, and she said, well, there's no hope. You're in the wrong country, which everybody had told me it's the wrong country. If your family gets sick there, they're going to die. And so we'd had enough of the negative words, and uh, sure enough, it was starting to show its evidence. So she was very ill, then she went paralyzed, couldn't walk, couldn't talk, nothing, no movement. And the doctor said, well, this is it. It's a matter of hours, and uh, in her unconscious state, she will slip away. And... Uh, and I can't remember what your viral meningitis was it, Julia? I can't. Bacterial meningitis. And um, so I felt God speak to me and say, well, I'm all powerful. Wow. Now, it's hard to believe that when you're looking at someone who's near dead, someone who loved. And so I said, well, uh, what does that mean, God? And he said, give it to me. So I thought, oh, well, I don't know how to do that because I hadn't been to Bible college. So I just went out, and I went out to this bit of land. Incidentally, I'd had a meeting with the prime minister two weeks earlier, and I said, I need a bit of land to rehabilitate a whole lot of prisoners on because I feel it's a God thing. And he said, I'm going to give you 50 acres of land. And it was untamed, rough land. And I went out there, and I remember going to that piece of land that day, and I, there was a whole lot of coral on it, these coral rocks. So I grabbed some of these big rocks, and I put 12 of them together. I'd heard that there was a bit of a 12 thing about altars or something, 12 tribes. And I put 12 rocks together, and I laid down for the whole day out in the baking Tongan sun. And Julia will tell you, I came home as red as a beetroot, fried in the sun. But while I was laying on that rock, I said, God, I'm laying on this altar and I'm giving you my life. You can use it for anything you want. Now, those are dangerous words, okay? Almost stupid words, actually. But I said those words, God, here I am. You can use me for anything, but I want my daughter's life. 
I want it back. And went home after laying there all day, and Julia said, well, it looks like it's only a matter of minutes. And we had Elena, and we laid her in bed beside I'll never forget that. We had her in bed beside us that night, and God spoke to us and said very clearly to both of us right then, um, if I take your daughter, will you still love me, serve me, and allow me to use you? You will never, ever agree to that if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. You will never agree to it. And we both agreed right there, and we prayed a prayer, and we said, God, whatever happens here with Elena, we just want to assure you that we are yours, and we will follow you and serve you till the end of the time. That's a big prayer. It may sound easy here, but we were weeping our hearts out. Do you know within moments she snapped out of unconsciousness, and she totally came alive, got totally healed, ended up going to school and passing with A grades. And I just tell you that story today to tell you that God is bigger than any circumstance you're ever dealing with. And I want the Holy Spirit to be real in my world. And I want to tell you, and, and then it gets better. It even gets better. And see, you've got to push through sometimes. And it's not always victorious. It's not always good. It's not always a good ending. But we're not into that kind of faith that everything has to work out well. Because sometimes it doesn't work out well. Sometimes you go through valleys where it's not good and the outcome is destru- destructive. When our son got killed, when Regan got tragically killed on a road accident, I remember breaking down before God and said, what the hang is going on? on God I gave you my life and look what's happened there and we, I could barely contain it. but I found one thing in the middle of that valley is that you can trust God in the middle of your darkest valley and he will still be there for you when everything else has gone wrong and it's about trust it's not so much about God what can you do for me it's about trusting God in the middle of whatever you're going through right now I want to tell somebody here today you're on the edge of something and God is visiting you today and you're about to break through and come into a place of victory and God says I love you and I died for you and I'm bringing you through to victory today and I believe that and I always do and it's a little bit like while we were there we went into this prison and uh and we started sharing the gospel with people. And I remember this one guy they had chained against the wall. And it's back, this is back a year or two. This is like, how many years ago, Julia? 30 years ago, she's saying. Man, that makes me feel young. Um, 30 years ago. And there was a guy chained to the wall, out in the open, chained, fettered at the le- at ankles and the wrists, and fettered to a wall. And I remember, and I said to the, one of the prison guards that day, and I said, you know, Jesus wants to set that guy free. And he said... He is not worthy to be set free. He's a murderer, and he is one of the most violent men in this, in this uh, prison. And I said, well, God loves him. And we were there about the love of God. And I remember walking in there that day, and this guy, his wrists were all cut from yanking on the chains, and he was like fed with a little tray. They'd put it out in the sun. He was out there day and night in the, in the weather. And I remember saying to this guy, but God loves him, and God sent me here to tell you that he can be set free. And he said, you can't get within, like he said, if you get anywhere within where those chains will reach, you're dead. And I said, well, the God I serve is bigger than that. How many believe that? So I walked up to this guy. I remember some prison guard was saying, don't, don't do it, don't do it. And I walked up to this guy, and I got about probably two feet away from him and within reach of danger. And I remember just reaching out and saying, I've come to give you a hug and tell you that Jesus loves you. 
And do you know that that guy, instead of beating me, biting me, or trying to tear me to pieces, right there, that guy broke down and wept his heart out, and in repentance right there came and gave his life to Jesus Christ. And as a result of that, the entire prison, as Julia, we arrived the next day, they're shaking the walls of that prison, and every single one of them wanted Jesus. He is the answer to every part. What you carry on the inside of you is huge. Don't be contained today. Let's release what God's got in our lives. And I, and I just, I'm going to give you a couple of verses, then we're out of here, all right? And here we go. It says in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had finally come, they were all one accord in one place, and suddenly, everybody say suddenly. There came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to just give you a couple of verses here. In Psalm 78 verse 41, it says, They limited the Holy One of Israel because they did not remember the power of the day He redeemed them from the enemy. One of the greatest things that will ever happen in your life is when you come to a place where you are so grateful, a grateful heart, a thankful heart for what God has done in your world. And I reckon, to be honest with you, this book is not about you. It's about the author and the finisher of our faith. The God who can unlock you today. And through this book is filled with incredible stories that will unlock every favorite, powerful anointing that God's got on your spirit to do something great in this world. You will find that his favorite, uh, what is it when you go through a library, his favorite gen, Jenna? Jonda. That's the word I was looking for. His favorite Jonda is action and adventure. Just get that. God's favorite, what's the word again? Genre. Genre. God's favorite genre is action and adventure. And I want to tell you right now, it's here for you today. So I pray today that you would grab a hold of that. Here's what Jesus said when he came out of the wilderness. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I just want to give you five points and then we're going to close today. Number one, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is powerful in your world. Powerful in your world. There's nothing like it. Number two, the anointing of the Holy Spirit will change you into a different person. Everybody say a different person. Here's what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 6. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy and you will be turned into a different person. Some of us need to be a little bit different, a little more fired up than we've ever been before and a little bit more on fire with what God's put on our lives to change the world in which we live right now. Matthew chapter 3, if you could put that up there, please, guys. This is the verse I want to leave you with today. And this is powerful. Verse 11, it says, John the Baptist said this, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, that's Jesus Christ, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I'm letting you guys finish it off, okay? He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Let's do that again. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. 
we miss the fire. We miss the fire. I meet thousands who have been baptized in water in obedience to the gospel, baptized in the Holy Spirit in obedience to God, but never got the fire. The fire is what liberates us and empowers us to be a different person. And I believe today that God wants you to be more different than you've ever been before, that you will unlock destiny and jump out of that jar and go as far as you can go uncontained in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I want to say to some of you right now, get ready for the next season in your life because God says the next season is going to be a season of uncontainment. A lot of people think that after COVID, we're pushing the reset button. No, we're not. We're pushing the reinvent button. We're pushing the let's start this thing, a fresh vision, a fresh heart, and a fresh fire again and reinvent what God wants to do in the church and in our lives to change our world. I don't want to reset. I don't want to go back to what it was and work through it again. I want to have a restart and a fresh, sorry, a reinvention of what God's plan is for our lives and fulfill destiny in this next season. That's a word for some of you here right now. A word of, in fact, I believe a word of power for some of you here right now that God is going to do it in your life. Here's the other points I want to, oopsie, oops, sorry. I just totally blew that and went to a totally different message. Maybe God wants me to start afresh with a new message. That would probably, that wouldn't be great, would it? So we'll stick with what I've got. This third point I want to give you today is it's better caught than taught. Now, I've always declared that. It's better caught than taught. You catch this anointing. You can't learn about it in Bible college. I went to Bible college for three years. They never taught me that. You catch this stuff out of hanging around with people who have it on them. Elisha hung around Elijah and caught an anointing on his life and did twice as many miracles. He should have done more. He had one left in him and they buried him. And one day they're running away from the enemy and threw a dead guy in on top of his bones and he came alive because there was another miracle left in the man. Don't leave here today and don't leave life without letting every miracle and every powerful anointing that God's got in your life be portrayed in your world. And there are opportunities, by the way. I'm looking at all these young men and women here. I'm thinking, man, there's some power here in front of me today. And I'm thinking the difference you can make. And I remember getting born again and saying, what can I do in this church? And I remember they gave me the opportunity to work with the Sunday school kids. And there are kids today that are still on fire for God for what I imparted in their lives back in that day. And I'm saying maybe some of you should look for some opportunity because you can't just hold a gift in your life. It's got to be outworked. You've got to do something with it. Do something with what God's got on your life. So it's better caught than taught. Fourthly, it shifts the atmosphere. It shifts the atmosphere. The anointing of the Holy Spirit and fire shifts an atmosphere. And it causes an atmosphere to become contagious. Any contagious people here? We've been hanging, Jesse and I have been hanging around contagious people in Australia. They're all wearing masks and stuff. And uh, here we are, we've come from New Zealand. And we're not contagious with what they've got. We're contagious with an anointing of the Holy Spirit and fire. It's a different kind of anointing. So get contagious and shift an atmosphere in Jesus' name. Finally, my final point today. The only way that you can embrace the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit on your life is through faith. The unction of the Holy Spirit. This is a place of unction. If you don't know what that word means, it means a place where the power of God is stirred up and released in your world. And right now, it's here in this place. And the only way you can get it is by faith. By faith in God. 
Um, trying to remember that dear lady sitting right there who I met this morning. Norma, you mighty woman of God. You, you, I tell you what, you may be fairly ancient in years. Not meaning to be mean there, because I'm going to say this, but you've got a fire on the inside of you that's brighter than a lot of people who are a quarter of your age. And God says, get ready for the people you're going to influence with that because you're going to be catchy. You're going to be catchy, Norma. You're going to be a fire starter. And some of you are going to be fire starters in here today. You're going to go out of here and be fire starters. I prophesied over you right now. Prophesy, fire starter, fire starter, fire starter, fire starter, fire starter. That's what they said to me when I got the Holy Spirit and I've started fires all over the world called the fire of the Holy Spirit. And I want to pray with you this morning and I believe right now there's an anointing here. We're going to catch some of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So why don't you bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, I thank you right now that all across this place today there is a fresh wind blowing. We have an upper room experience here where we catch the fire of God afresh in our heart. Lord, we don't want to be just baptized under the Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit and fire today in Jesus mighty name. God that you would stir us. God that you would release us. God that you would generate within us an energy of your power that literally brings hope and healing and miracles and victory to thousands of people in our world in Jesus name. That we would be the answer and not a complaint. That we would be Lord God the shining glory of an infectious hope in our planet in Jesus name. So Lord I pray right now right across the place, Lord God, that you would let the glory of your power fall upon us on this memory of Pentecost Sunday in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.